Blog Talk Radio. Delighted to welcome you back this evening to yet another episode of the Frontier Beyond Fear. And at the outset here, I want to remind you that you can always find all of the archived episodes and the upcoming episodes and announcement of the upcoming episodes at FrontierBeyondFear.com. Now, tonight our guest is going to come into the show in a way that we haven't tried too many times. So we're going to just kind of patiently await. And, in fact, I'm going to just kind of check here. All you blog talk radio hosts out there, um, I know we try different ways for guests to connect overseas. And that is certainly a goal of this show, is to be able to bring guests in in a variety of ways. And I am going to talk about our guest just a little bit because you are actually quite familiar with him without even realizing it perhaps is the guest that I have coming in tonight. Um, If we are successful, which I trust we will be in one way or another, is Richard Crooks. Richard is actually the artist who did the artwork for the Frontier Beyond Fear. And there's a bit of a story behind that because that was actually originally supposed to be a book that I was going to write very quickly until I realized that writing a book, in fact, I had a couple of books that I was intending to write. And when you choose to write authentically from your heart, you have to be prepared to do so. And you really meet yourself there. And I think that Far too often we hastily say we're going to write a book or maybe we we are at a point in our journeys where where we think that we have a book to write and until we really let it flow and really come into a conversation with ourselves and the divine, only then do we know what it is that we're called to write. And sometimes a book doesn't come quite as quickly as we think it might. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play a song here just for a moment while I see if I can advise Richard on getting in because it seems to be taking a few minutes. So I want to make sure he's able to be doing this. So I am going to actually, I have something that Richard created. So I'm going to play that. Man. 
Is this Richard? Hello. Hello, Susan. Hi, Richard. It's yeah, so nice okay. to talk with you. You made it yes, in. Yes, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I did something wrong, I think, and um, <laughs> the streaming, maybe the... the um, it's okay. Uh, my my it's internet okay. signal's not strong enough anyway. Okay, you've got me at well, last. Well, you're here. And and I actually started playing a little bit of your music, but I think we'll play that a little bit more later. And it's okay. such a delight to talk to you because something that my audience doesn't know, I was telling them a little bit about, I don't know if you could hear anything I was saying, but about no, the history. <laughs> the history behind some of the artwork for the show, how it was all originally intended to be a book and how writing a book is really, and actually any creation that we make and bring out into the world, as a writer or an artist, it, it really is a is coming into a relationship with who we are. Wouldn't you say mm-hmm. that that's true, Richard? Well, definitely. I'm having you know just written my first kind of piece, um, you know my own thoughts and things. You are you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself on the line for all sorts of um, you know criticism. So it's a brave thing to do, and. Um, you know the the whole package of the book, the publishing, etc. Um, it all contributes to that, and and it's really been standing up and being counted for what you, you know, what you want to say. And um, you know, my job, I suppose, as a cover artist, is to try and get that right, and um, you know, help to to sort of um, make that happen for people in a small way. Yes. Well, I feel that you do encourage that but i will say that there are some journeys like um some of the journey that that i was prepared to include in in my book was something that has required many years for me to to come in touch with fully i guess and i don't think you really know that until you venture down that path um and, and then there comes a point where you want this expression to be as authentic as it possibly can be. And if you're not prepared to take it to that level of courage and authenticity and depth where it's not really yourself, then you have to wait. I mean, I think that's kind of been been my um, experience, is that writing will come forth in the way that it needs to when it's ready. Yes, I'm sure, and you're, you know you're absolutely right. Being authentic and, and saying what you you know you really mean, what you really feel, is so important. Because if if you don't, you know, it, it's all fake, and and then it becomes um, you know kind of a dangerous thing to do to talk about it. You you uh, you're on very shaky ground. So you've got to really believe in in what you say and, and be be really true, and then everything's easy. <laughs> I think that that. There are too many times where, um, you know, when we're on our own journeys, is that, that there are times in our lives that are just filled with so much discovery of really coming to know, although this continually evolves, what our, our, what our truths are going to be and what things we choose to release, that, um, you know, that that's how you come and become in touch with, with your inner writer and and what really needs to come through 
um, once you really feel comfortable with your own truth. I think that that that's the key. And and I feel like some of us have, and I'm sure we're, we can all say this, is that um, you know different parts of our journeys they're really growth periods, and and we need to. We we don't need to rush projects out. I think when we're in those stages, I think we need to to just listen to the guidance that we're given as to when when something's ready. Yeah, definitely, I agree. And the difficult, I think, the difficult times of you know being creative. That's that's when you're really advancing. And uh-huh. probably the same in in the rest of your life when you hit a problem. Um, that's when you're really learning the most, and um, it, it's. Problems are really opportunities to to change and to grow in in any way that you can really. So, yeah, I've, I've you know I've had a long obviously history of um, creating artwork and, and you know you go through patches where it's very difficult and um, uh-huh. to kind of force that to happen is it never works really. So you've got to kind of take some time out and and allow that change to happen and allow the creativity to come back. Yeah, I think it's kind of an important message because I know so often I talk with people who, you know, they're, they they are, are just so eager to produce a book. or It's often a book, you know, that you have to write a book, it seems to be the yes. thing. And, and although we can feel that way, um, you, you only have to produce anything when it, when it's ready. And and I think a lot of times we just have private work to do, and and then eventually, or it can come out in different ways, like this show, which yeah, um, is actually what happened. And and so um, anyway, one of these days, Richard, your, more of your beautiful artwork will make it into the world. The one that I really love, the book cover that you created. Actually, I love all your work, but um, the Prophetess Legacy Project is. Yes. You did a really beautiful job on that. And one of these days, it will see the light of day. <laughs> well, I'm sure it will, Susan. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It's, it is a lovely cover. And, um, it, it is. Lovely. It is. Yeah, the, the colors are so lovely. Yes, and you inspire us. So, now that I've got you on the line here, because I was yeah. just um, talking before you came on about these projects, um, your projects, I... I am just so delighted. I do have some of your cards here. And um, tell us about your latest project, Richard, where you really are an artist and a writer. Yeah, sure. Well, it's it's been kind of a long time in the making. Um, I've obviously collaborated with with a few uh, good authors and, and made some some nice sets of cards. But it was I really felt it was time to do my own uh, project and. Um, I studied Tai Chi a long, long time ago, and, and it's, it's. I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm in no way. Um, I was a pra- daily practitioner for quite a while, and it's always been kind of at the core of, of um, my kind of uh, sensibility. Really, I, I learned an awful lot during that time. It was around about the time I was about thirty. Um, so I, I turned to the, the subject of Tai Chi. I thought it'd make it an interesting subject for a deck of cards. And um, originally, I suppose I was I was thinking of um, including the whole sequence in uh, you know a chronological order with with all the information, and, and it was going to be more a sort of um, instructional set. But that kind of um, that had to change because I, you know I did realise I didn't have the 
um, the depth of knowledge of the subject, um, although having the great love of it. So I, um, I set about assembling a team, and this, this has been a first for me because I normally work as a solitary, you know, creative, mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm kind of comfortable with that. And, and working with other people is not something I've done much. So um, I turned to, um, well, with the great encouragement of my wife, Som, who, who is um, uh, a Tai Chi, has been a Tai Chi teacher herself, and, yeah. and knows an awful lot about the subject. Um, she enlisted a friend of hers, uh, Sack, his name's Sack, and um, he he teaches around Bangkok, very, very good. So we assembled a team from the Tai Chi side. I then had to the job of finding a model, which um, wasn't easy. Um, the publishers particularly wanted a, uh, a Western uh, model, so I living in Bangkok, I had to kind of do some searching to find that. And I found um, Courtney, Courtney Bentley, who, who was fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, she didn't have much knowledge of Tai Chi, but um, she's a, a personal trainer and, and physical fitness expert. And so she was uh, very keen to, to engage with the project and to work with SAC and my wife Song to, you know, to get the poses. Um, and... and uh, the other member of the team is a friend of mine, Kit, who is a, is a Reiki uh, master, who is also, um, turns out, he's a semi-professional photographer, and he offered to help with the photography, which w- was great for me, because I had I had planned to do this all myself <laughs> in a room, with, <laughs> you know, with a camera and, and do the whole thing, but he, he jumped in and, and kind of, I had to think of a moment, shall I, you know, allow somebody else into the project, and I thought, well, it, you know, it's time to sort of do something new. And um, it, it was great because it, he managed to get us the uh, the free use of a full photographic studio in Bangkok. And uh, and so we had a meeting and it all started to gel. Um, and uh, pretty soon after, um, we, we, you know, we worked out the whole sequence and the shots that we were going to take. And um, we, we shot the whole sequence in an afternoon. Um, wow! It, it, it was great fun. It was really great fun, and and for me it was a question of kind of sitting at the back and being the director, and, and it was very unusual for me that um, I had the model and and the, the cameraman, and um, I I just kind of um, oh the Tai Chi teacher Saki he set up each pose and uh, he, down to the fine detail of, of turning Courtney's fingers into the right position we took the shot um I, I checked it and went in and adjusted things slightly and we, we went through very very quickly and created the the kind of raw material for the project um so it, it, it the project actually went on over i would say about 12 to 18 months before you know from from the beginning conception through through the shoot to the final um artwork so it was, it's a long process, and, and it did evolve quite a bit, you know, from my original intention. But yeah, I'm very proud of it. Um, the cards look great, and they've, they've only been released for a short time now. So I just hope they're going to be successful. Oh yeah, well they they are unique. Now something that that I know that you say about the project is that it's not intended to be instructional in Tai Chi, but that um, you know it's to to help people with with personal empowerment. And something that um, I read on one of your pages about the project is 
is how Tai Chi really helps people to find strength and stability in in their stance, so to speak, is that, that it, it is an empowering empowering practice. Yeah, well it's this is became really apparent in, in the whole reason behind the project as I was doing it. Um Tai Chi form, I mean the basis of of it is is stability of your body. And um I had a Tai Chi teacher in, in Bangkok here and, and he wouldn't let you start the sequence until you'd he knew that you could stand properly. This was the real basis: stand with stability and stand over long periods of time. And and this is the whole basis of it. Um, and it, it is a martial art, and and so it it, it is to do with attack and defence. Um, and my, my original teacher, he did he did stress this, and um, that it's not just a kind of aesthetic dance movement. It, it's really got practical yeah. applications. And, yeah. and the stability is is the important thing, and, you know. Through the move, through through each movement, the stability is important because from that kind of standpoint, that's how you can attack and defend. And and I know that you know some listeners might be kind of turned off by the kind of martial aspects of that, but um, the way I see it is that it's about interaction between people. We have to. Yeah. Um, de- you know, defend ourselves, our opinions, etc., against against attack from other people all the time, and um, th- this is I, I, I sort of saw the the whole sequence as being a very empowering um, thing to do in all aspects of life, and and so um, I, I kind of got the idea that each pose um, has kind of meaning for um, interactions between people, and I tried to find that. And to set the poses in kind of suitable environments to, to try and emphasize that. Uh, whether that comes through or not, um, you know, that remains to be seen. But uh, certainly I think it's a unique project, like you say. I haven't seen anything else like that out there. No, there's nothing else like it. I wonder if you could perhaps describe an example, kind of like you do on your website, or just, just um, how you would... Um, briefly describe, for example, the focus card, which yeah, sure, is an interesting sure. card. That's right. Yes. Well, I'm looking at it now, and and the model Courtney, she's standing there, um, feet quite widely spaced apart, with with uh, weight a uh, little on the back foot, looking to the side, and she's raised her arms as if she's holding a, a bow and arrow, and her left arm is extended, um, holding the bow, and the right arm uh, is holding the string in tight tension and she's looking through the uh, through the fingers into the to the target area you know far into the distance and if you actually kind of stand in that pose which is something that I would like people who, who get the cards to try um, to actually to set yourself up in that pose to imagine that you are actually drawing that uh, that bow into tight tension, and your focus is into the distance at your target. If you actually stand in that pose, it really makes you feel um, focused and accurate, and it's a powerful thing. It, it, it might be an unusual thing for people to do, but really, when, when you do that, it does um, focus all your energy into um, you know your intention. And this is through each pose. I wanted to try and find these kind of meanings um, in the body language um, 
and I, I, you know, I do think it's a powerful thing. And certainly, you know, I haven't seen anybody else kind of approach Tai Chi in this way. Um, but I, I really do want to encourage people to, um, if they not or don't already know anything about um, about the art, is to to find a tutor and to learn, you know, at least the basics of, of this and. Uh, to see how it does affect you and, and how you can use it in a very practical way. I mean, I'm, I'm using it in a practical way at the moment to, to try and learn to play golf, and it's, it's a <laughs> kind of fundamental part of my swing, you know, to get this yes. stability. So it's a fascinating thing to do, and I'd highly recommend, you know, people to try it. You know, some time ago, Richard, we had a Tai Chi class, and I loved this instructor at the YMCA down the street. I have a YMCA right. near where I live. And then, then it, it went away, It you know, or it was a different – there are different um, approaches to it. The instructor is important. And so yes. I did take some, and it's something that I'd like to return to someday because um, I, I think that um, – it was it was came to me at a time in my life where actually it was pretty early on i was still in in my computer science career back then and and i wasn't doing this show or anything um and i would go after work and um some people say you should do it in the morning i guess but i never was able our class was after work and and i found it really helpful with stress because that was a stressful time in my life and it really helped me to, um, it, it did help to find more balance. I found some aspects of it to be somewhat demanding physically. He would have a yeah, certain pose. It's deceptive because <laughs> you have it to is. hold things. <laughs> it does demand a lot of strength, and, and, and particularly for Courtney, who was having to hold some of these poses uh, uh-huh. you know, in a static pose for you know a few minutes while we took the right shot. She she was great, but but yes, it, it's a discipline, and I think it to is. learn, yeah, to to to, to put time into learning any discipline like this is a very valuable thing it focuses your mind but it also kind of takes you out of the, the normal everyday space and, and to um, you know to, to put yourself in the right frame of mind to perform the you know the sequence you do have to um, detach yourself from the you know the everyday and, and really focus on what you're doing on, on your body and your mind and they have to be in harmony to to kind of um, uh, to, get, to gain the benefit from this, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do, and yeah, um, yeah well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you know you, you have done some. That's very interesting. Well, and I'd like to explore it again. You know, um, it, it's all been a journey for me. It's funny how um, I think we can see how our lives flow in a certain way, and and even our our um, whatever relationship we have with the practices that we incorporate in our life, or the lack of practice for that matter, yeah. can reflect where we're at. And, you know, just not too long ago, I guess within the last year or so, I started to incorporate yoga. And then there was some interruption, and now I've started up again. Actually, I'm even doing some work for a yoga studio near here. And that's yet another um and that's new for me because i'm not particularly flexible and i used to think that yoga would be difficult and surprisingly it's it's a very um it's perfect for for me and even though 
it doesn't you don't have to be flexible which is the myth is that you you actually learn to be more flexible through yoga and so mm-hmm. um i'm really appreciating that and as i get back into yoga i think that i could really benefit from tai chi now and I've actually been thinking this for a while. I may have to seek out my old instructor. I don't think he's where he was. I know he's not, but um, or, or find one that I really like because um, you know they're very different practices, but they each contribute to our well-being. Mm-hmm, definitely. I, I hope you do, Susan. That would be great. Um, I, I, I just suppose one thing I'd like to say. It, it, obviously, it's a very it's a physical. Uh, discipline and to me this is a really good thing you know for, for your health um yeah. when, as a young man I, I spent so much time in my head you know trying um thinking too much and, and trying to work yeah. out the meaning of life etc etc <laughs> endless kind yeah. of uh, going down endless cul-de-sacs in, in search of that and uh, to come back to the body the you know the physical world and um how you interact with that it, it's it's a great thing. It kind of um, makes things a lot clearer somehow. Yeah. To, to yeah. sort of come out of your head, you know. I think we live in our head far too much, really, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I believe you're right, and maybe it brings us, you know, closer to our hearts. Um, than yes, our I, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. Um, well, as we continue to talk about some of your work, Richard, you know, something that mm-hmm. that I would like to return to, because I know there are so many aspiring writers out there, and, and despite my honesty about my own project here, I, I, I think that there are perhaps any number of writers who are very curious, who have not ever engaged an artist with a project, or have, maybe don't have an understanding if they're self-publishing or thinking of doing that. Um, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the book cover design process, Richard, and and a little bit more about that for people who are thinking of of publishing a book. And I don't know, do you still do freelance work, or are you um, only you do do freelance? Good. Um, Yeah, sure. So yeah, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you work with authors to to bring their concepts to a cover. Definitely. It's it's an area of the work that I, I really love. Um, you know, it, obviously the starting point is, is the title. And for me, it's about problem solving um, to create um, the, the solution to that problem, to make a, a cover that will be appealing, it will sell well. It, you know, it ticks all the boxes. And um, yeah. I suppose I've been doing this for quite a number of years and, and I have knowledge of the publishing industry and, and, and you know, what, what is attractive and what works and what doesn't work. Um, so an author might will usually come to me and they'll at least have the title. Uh, and, it, you know, I love to work like this. Um, it's, it's it's kind of, um, you know, you're not... The, the title always inspires me. And within, you know, yeah. a short time, I kind of can start to see finished covers. Um, and it, it, it's nice because kind of it's, it's jumping into the creative process process as an artist. I don't kind of have to sit around thinking, you know, what shall I work on today? Um, the next project presents itself. Uh, and what I, what I usually do is um, I like to try and talk to the author if possible, you, you know, usually via Skype, uh, to find out, you know, what the book's about and, and their their own ideas for the cover. And um, 
and then um, if you know if we agree on kind of a fee that you know the usual fee for for a cover is um, three hundred and fifty um, British pounds, so that's the kind mm-hmm. of average fee that I, I charge. Um, if we agree on that, I usually kind of take a, a small deposit, and then I'll go away and I'll produce three or four um, ideas, which um, will quite often be you know nearly to finish standard. And then I, I present those to the author, and we you know we have a chat about it, and um, we start to work on on the chosen, you know, one of those few ideas, um, and then that can go through you know a process of of quite a lot of editing really, and quite a lot of change. Um, an author might like one certain aspect of one of one of the covers, and. Uh, and, and something different on another, and I try and bring them together. I, I really try want to make people happy, you know, with the cover. Yes. Obviously, the the author has got to really love the cover if they're going to, um, you know, promote it successfully. And everybody's got to be happy, really. So it, it's my job really to to try and do that. It's not always easy because there's quite a lot of people to kind of satisfy. Um, if you're self-publishing, that that's it's kind of easier because you know you, I've only got to satisfy the author, but if it's in you know in working with the publisher, there's the there's the publisher, there's the author, there's also the distributor, and and they've all got their own kind of ideas and their own criteria for a successful cover. So it it can be a little tricky to you know to make everybody happy there, but um, I, I'm still doing it, so I, I must be you know successful in some way, um, but. Yeah, if I'm working with an individual author, um, it, the process can go on for you know for quite a while, and um, I'm quite happy to kind of um, to work with the the author's ideas um, mm-hmm. and, and to and to adjust things and, and, and you know arrive at a finished product. Uh, I, I tend to to think that um, if if people come to me for a cover, they've seen my work on the website, etc., um, that they they will get a better Image, they will get a, a stronger cover if they kind of allow me to do the work. Um, yeah. That the more kind of interference I get, uh, which I will try and accommodate because, I, as I say, I really like to try and make people happy. But if they kind of allow me to do the work, then I think they do get a better, better image at the end of the day. So uh, flexibility is what it's all about, really. And and mm-hmm. um, and, and it, it's a it's a it's a team project. It's not just kind of something that I will provide a, a finished design and say that's it no I, I you know it's all about compromise and, and working towards a successful finished cover so if anybody yes is out there who, who is interested please um, please have a chat I'm a friendly friendly guy oh yes well I hope so they're very responsive and very forgiving if it takes a while to publish the book oh well no. to know where your website it's richardcrooks.co.uk is that the correct one it's up uh, on the web on the on the page right, for yes, those who can see it right. um, but um, you know I would say having worked with you and and I it seems to me that working with with an artist or working with anyone in a team um, when when that person is expert at what they do like you are Richard I can see how it very much requires just a kind of surrender and trust because um, 
and I felt that working with you is is when we're working with an artist, um, you know, we if we can certainly provide our ideas and and that's good, but but at a certain point, there's just a kind of a surrender to trust. That's the best way yeah. I can put it. Um, in that person's intuitive sense for um, you know the artistic creation, I had something very magical. Mentioning the prophetess legacy cover, actually, yeah, it sure. has seen the light of day in a lot of places. Because when I go for a long time, I was speaking about the prophetesses. I hadn't quite. Um, it's it's been an evolving journey, really. And when that project comes out, because it's been so many years, it'll actually give it even more weight, I feel, or more, um, I don't know if I want to say weight is the right word, but, but it, it will be even more meaningful. But I will tell you something magical that happened, Richard. If yeah, I sure. was at, in fact, this is on the, I think it's on, I'm not even sure if it's on the FrontierBeyondFear.com page. It may not be. I'll have to put it somewhere. I was sitting at a booth last year with um, your Prophetess Legacy poster behind me, and I was surrounded by pictures of visionary women, which I had spoken, I often would speak about this, although I think at that particular expo it wasn't the the topic that I was speaking on, just, just somewhat tangentially. But they were surrounding me behind me, and something magical happened with the light in the image where there's a swirl of light in the image that you created and it went off the page and flowed through the the goddesses i want to say through the goddesses (laughs) that were around me behind me yes and i caught that on film just the way the light was reflecting the swirl and it was very magical and so and this is what i mean when you surrender to the intuition of a visionary artist, which I feel you are, magical things can occur, and that's that's what happened there. That's that's wonderful. I've got goose pimples now. There, thinking about <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I will send I mean, you that picture. It's not readily accessible. I don't think. I think it's it, it's on Facebook somewhere. But yeah, I'll have to I'll have to grab that picture because it was a really fascinating demonstration. In fact, I could even post it. We've been having a few problems, um, by the way, um, posting very many images. A lot of times on a show page, I like to post several images. And right now, I seem to only be able to post two successfully. So I probably can't put it up there, but I'll put it somewhere so people can see what I'm talking about. So, so yes, when that I think that might must be that that project is just asking to be born. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But it's absolutely right about the intuition. This part of the working process is, you know, when I when I'm working on a title, I'll I'll start mm-hmm. off uh, looking through my photographic library of both my own work and also I, I use online sources sometimes. But I, I'm I I kind of have a a preconceived idea in my mind of, of, of what I can see the cover being like. So I'm looking for images and along that process through kind of wading through thousands and thousands of photographs something will just jump up, jump out at me and, and it will be totally unexpected and I, I always allow that to happen and it can take the, the project in a completely different direction and I think you've got to allow that to happen you've got to be ready to, you know, to change um, to, to allow that inspiration and intuition to come through, and I, I, I kind of do believe that things are 
um, that nothing is out of place. Things things pop up like that for a reason. And, they do. Uh, and, and Yeah, and you've got to allow them to happen, and, and that's what creates, mm-hmm. um, you know, make, makes for a, interesting and, and a creative cover work, I think. Yeah, and I have to say the Frontier Beyond Fear, now that's really interesting. If you want to know what that will ultimately be, that's writing itself, Richard, and you may even be in it. (laughs) Because ultimately, that project is a reflection of this show, and I never Uh, knew that. I realized, I don't know, I guess last year, that the Frontier Beyond Fear will be a an exploration and a journey with the different guests that I've had on the show. And I've had amazing things happen, you know, stories. Like when I had the insect shamans on, this was some time ago, the night before I had the insect shamans on, my house filled with flies. Wow, wow. (laughs) Yes, that has never happened. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't know, I don't want to kill them. (laughs) Because <laughs> I had insect shamans. And you want to hear something even stranger, Richard? And yes, see, this please. is the sort of thing I would like to put in the ball. That's strange enough. And I have pictures. I took pictures and put them on Facebook. That my house was, I had a wall full of flies, giant flies Incredible. that came into my house. <laughs> and I have no idea where they came from. And another time, the, they were supposed to come on again. And I said to the universe, please not spiders this time, <laughs> and I went out, and they canceled. They had to cancel because, in fact, we haven't had them on in a while. Someone had a, a, a loved one who had a health issue. I was putting the trash out um, of my garage, and I was holding a box that I had picked up, and or it was a recyclable item, as I recall, and I looked down on the box, and what looked like a black widow spider was standing right on the box. Wow. <laughs> and I have never seen a black widow spider here. I have seen them before. I've actually grew up around them um, and actually had a whole bunch in a in an apartment I had once in the garage. But, wow. but um, so it really looked like one. I just took it right outside. I didn't kill it. I just brought it to the street <laughs> because I, I thought I don't, I'm, I'm not doing anything with this. And so, but yeah, it was a spider. It did not harm me. The flies didn't harm me. They didn't swarm. And within a couple of days, the flies were gone, and it's never happened again. How strange. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of a, that's yeah, more wonderful. of a fun story that I would tell in my book. But then there's all the inspiration. I mean, just the thematic inspiration that people have shared. I've I've had you know, I think now I don't even know what episode this is. I must be getting close to 300 because we're we're in the fifth year, and I I I've got to be over 200 for sure. Um, I'm not oh, even sure where we're at, but anyway, I think that's a that's, great idea. Susan. It's you writing know, that, itself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. So that everything happens for a reason, and and truthfully, I feel just as um. You know, the right artwork for a book, and I have noticed this, how I noticed your artwork was on um, a project that I couldn't take my eyes off it. I could not take my eyes off the voice of the muse. Um, The the artwork was so beautiful. And um, I just had to know who the, the artist was. And so that's how it all led into it. And really, it's part of the creative vision 
for a project, I feel, that it, it helps um, that that energy is just very present. And so so I feel that um, one of these days, you know, already it's unfair to say that, that, that these things don't exist already, that, that the art has a life in itself. And, and I feel that with, with what you've done for me. Yeah, I, I think it does, really. I, I, I think so. And you also do, by the way, not not to make this, you know, it's funny, we're having a fun, an interesting conversation, but there's just so many things you do, because I know you help people with logos and things, and you helped me with that, too, with, with my business logo, and I appreciate that, too, for, for That's right, communications. Never, yep, n- yep, and, and ever, all of those things are... <laughs> just beautiful. So yeah, now another much. area that I want to explore with you and see how this boy this time is just flying by. Yeah, um, and maybe maybe now's a good time. I might have to play one of your um, musical creations. Um, I have what I'd like to talk about next after I play this is your life in Thailand, which just seems very interesting to me. And I know you have a blog about that. Um, and I would like to play First Breath, if I may. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sure. I have it play queued up. Me. I think it will play. <laughs> All right. Hold on here. That should be a nice interlude, and I know that was an exploratory piece for you. In fact, you put it in your blog, and you said that something something apologetic about about you're learning the instrument. But I appreciated it as a free expression that more of us need to do this kind of thing, that we we need to open ourselves up in that way. So I, I appreciated it, and it's a nice opening into... Um, talking to you about your life in Thailand. Well, thanks, Sue. I, I really appreciate you playing that. I mean, I'm obviously not a musician. I, I'm <laughs> trying, to, trying to learn this. That, that's actually a, a plastic um, dra- piece of drain pipe that uh, a friend uh-huh. gave me. It's just made oh, into a 
into a, a, a Shakuhachi flute. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I wow. would love to be able to. I'm, I'm a frustrated musician, I think, really. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> well, anyway, yes, in, in that record, you can hear the birds in, singing in the background, in the insects in the garden. It was recorded just in, in the back garden of our house here, which is about an hour out of the uh, centre of Bangkok on the northwest yeah. side. And um, yeah, I've lived here nearly five years now. Um, I met my wife, uh, Som, uh, on Facebook. Uh, year or so before that and um moved moved here and completely changed my life and it's been interesting unusual and you know challenging sometimes uh experience but you know wonderful especially at kind of my age in in life to to kind of start start again and uh yeah. new areas really yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love the Thai people, the Thai country. It's, I suppose, it's a little bit hot sometimes. It's um, kind of hovering around the 30 degrees nearly every day. Um, but it's, you know, such a beautiful place and the people are so beautiful. Um, I do love it here. I really do. I think you said in one of, and you have a blog um, that apparently you're you're merging your blogs together or something, but um, I know that there's a blog accessible from your website where you talk about different experiences and and how um, you know the wildness of the land, how you kind of just keep it at bay, barely outside your, yes, your backyard. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, it's it's such a, a fertile uh, country, and and the uh, you know, with humidity and, and the heat, things just grow and they go crazy. And keeping keeping the jungle out of the garden is, you know, is a challenge, yes. constant challenge. Yes. Um, you know, in some ways I relate, although it's not the jungle, but Oregon can feel that way in other ways sometimes. I live in a fairly wild place with right. eagles and, you know, it's a different kind of wild. It's not the jungle, yeah, but... But, and I suppose it's somewhat like England in a way. Whenever I see, I've never been to the UK, but whenever I see pictures of the UK, I think, you know, gosh, that looks a lot like Oregon because because of all the the lush greenery, the ferns, and and things. It's just, um, but um, you know, the, it tell us a little bit. It seems like you've attended various festivals and and unusual, um, and you write about your cultural explorations and i wonder if you could tell us just a little bit about you know perhaps one of the festivals that that you have seen in thailand um well yeah not so much the festival oh, oh well yeah sorry there's there, yeah there are a few um in, very interesting festivals here um there's um a, a beautiful one called Loi Kratong, which i think is in maybe in november time where um the people make these small crowns of of leaves and flowers, and um, they decorate them with with candles and incense, and they float them out onto the river or the lakes mm. uh, and send mm-hmm. the prayers out. You know, which is a beautiful time, and the um, it's a time of celebration. There's there's uh, kind of fairgrounds going on at the same time, and, and the sky is filled with lanterns. It's a beautiful time. That's one of them. Um, the other interesting festival it's uh, it's a new year new year festival and um 
people are out in the streets with water pistols and throwing water over each other. It's, it's a very exuberant uh-huh. time. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just fascinating. This is in, in, in April. Um, and, yeah, I love to go out. Um, it, it's about three or four days if, if you're out in the streets. The, the, the streets are lined with people with, with buckets of ice-cold water, hose pipes and water pistols. And they, they're just firing water at each other everywhere. It's, it's a wonderful thing to do. Um, last year I went out cycling locally. But kind of, um, I think because I was, you know, a Westerner and... I mean, uh-huh. I'm not an old man, but you know, I'm getting on a little bit. <laughs> I think a lot old, of them were, yeah. <laughs> were a lot, a lot of the, you know, the kids were reluctant to throw water on me. They thought maybe it would uh-huh. be disrespectful. There's, there's uh-huh. very much culture, um, you know, respect of, of age here. So they weren't kind of throwing the water on me. I was quite disappointed. I had to kind of really encourage them. Come on, you know, <laughs> give it to me. And it's wonderful. You come back soaking wet through, and it's all about. Mm-hmm. It, it's very much kind of a. A spring rites, a rites of spring kind of festival to to me. That's how I take it, and uh, yeah, it gets very exuberant. It's a wonderful time to be here. If anybody wants to come and see it, that's uh, early in April. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I've, I've done all sorts of different things. I, I went off. Um, a, a friend of mine runs a course called Eco Quest, which is up in the in the, the forest in northern Thailand. It does this, I think, just once a year. And it's yeah. spending a week out with one of the hill tribes, and it includes um, three days and nights of fasting in the forest uh-huh. alone. So that's quite an experience. A uh-huh. um, little bit scary <laughs> for a Westerner yeah. to go out and do that. But I did this uh, a couple of years ago. It was absolutely fascinating, and to, you know, to spend time with the hill tribe people afterwards in the you know the kind of village celebration was a wonderful thing to do and yeah. you know when you're out there kind of uh, with no food for three days and, and alone there's, you get into some kind of strange spaces and um, I wrote a journal at that time and I'm hoping that eventually I will get to kind of write about that experience and, and, and maybe look for a publisher for that that's that's one thing I do plan to do uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, all sorts, all, all sorts of unusual things happen here. It's it, yeah. it's certainly a land of um, the unexpected. I can only imagine what the sights and sounds of it must be. You know, I imagine it just being, you know, going to market and different things. And yet, the th- the interesting thing is, in in some ways, your technology out there may be better than we have. I don't know. Well, you I mean, know, you always that, hear that, about the infrastructure yeah. in that part of the world being better than we have here in the U.S., for example. It, it is wonderful. You know, Bangkok is such a modern city. It's so wired. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And everybody very much clued into the technology. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. Um, now, another one of your arts that I feel you've also expressed in at least one project of, that you did for me is your calligraphy, Richard. And I was wondering, um, do you feel that when you're working on calligraphy or something that flows like that, I, I imagine flow with calligraphy, is it is it a mm-hmm. spiritual expression when you're when you're working on that kind of project? Um well spiritual I'm not I'm not so sure I think I'm sure it can be. Um, it certainly has to be. Um, it's, a, it's a meditative 
experience. Meditative, uh, you know. yes, that's, yeah, that's what I would say. You, you, yes, have, you have yes. to kind of get into that that place. Um, to, to and, and it's actually the same as with golf. You know, you you, you have to. You, it's a discipline that you have to learn. You have to learn how to do it, how to use the tools. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have to kind of get into this space where you kind of forget all that. You forget all the information. You forget all the videos on YouTube that you've watched, all the instruction. And you've got to let go of that. And, and so you, you have to be in that kind of very much a contemplative space. And, and especially in the calligraphy, if you're working on a on a project which you know requires... You can't make. You're not allowed to make a mistake. I, 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 was, yeah. I had to write uh, in a book in England. It was this. This was a civic uh, book. I think it's City of Bradford. Who'd had the Queen visit on one occasion, and they had this special book um, for visiting. You know, um, VIP, and she'd she'd signed the book um, on a blank page, and the then the. Uh, the city came to me and asked me to write the calligraphy around the Queen's signature. Now, when you when you get in that position, that you don't goodness. know what you don't know what the paper's like for a start. Yeah. There's no way you can make a mistake. So you've got to really, you know, actually get yourself in a quiet room. You've got to kind of lock the door, no phone calls. You've, you've really got to put yourself into that kind of monk's cell, you know, to create mm-hmm. that piece of work. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean. For anybody t- interested in calligraphy, I would, again, recommend people to take this up. It's a wonderful thing to do. I- I've taught it a little bit here in, in Bangkok. I'm not, I don't um, kind of enjoy teaching that much, but it's, a, it's certainly it's a wonderful thing to do. And, and just to, to, to sit and write letter after letter after letter, even, you know, when you're practicing, just writing the letters, the letters of the alphabet, yeah. the whole page of letter A's, you know, you... It's a wonderful thing to do. Again, you kind of um, you step outside your normal life into this kind of yes. space to do kind of things. Yeah. Yes, it seemed that way. I, not being a calligrapher myself, I just imagine that that's exactly how it would be, and how you describe it is very much, very much that way. Well, as this hour has surely gone by quickly, Richard. It has. It's and, well and you know, I, I want. To tell you that um, I'm very thankful that you came on this show and and how how wonderful it is to hear your voice because somehow we never managed to Skype. I don't think I had it configured well. We we used to communicate via email and That's what right. a delight it is to to hear your voice on the show and to talk with you. Yes, you too, Susan. This is I really enjoyed it. I must admit to being a bit little bit nervous about it before. Oh, I started, there's but, no reason. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. I I I just. Go, you know, this show is so relaxed, and, and I I hope that people do explore your work, and I certainly can vouch for, you know, it just being absolutely beautiful, and, and I hope that people do explore. And can you remind everyone, once again, the best way to find you online, Richard? Could you tell yeah, everyone well, that? Um, really, just email is the best way. I mean, the website is, is Richard Crooks. Um, if, you know, if you put my name into a search engine, you'll find the website. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, there's inst- you can fill out um, a form on the website if you want to contact me that way. But um, you can find me on Facebook through the website. And an email, Facebook message, anything really, that's the, be- the best way. 
Um, and I'd be very happy to hear from anybody who's, who's looking for artwork who's uh, yeah. always interested in new projects. Yeah, well, I I feel your work is wonderful, and and um, you know there there are more books out there that are are just inviting you to to do the artwork. I have another book that I have at least two, <laughs> but I'm not getting the artwork done until I'm actually writing this. <laughs> but there are books out there that that um, I know that that will come eventually. So. Um, including what does exist now. So um, anyway, thank you so much again, Richard, and I appreciate all you're doing for, for the visionary community because you help well, make the projects very, real. Very, very kind of you, Susan. I, I appreciate you asking me to come on here. I've enjoyed but, it. And it's been very nice and a bit unusual to talk about myself so much, and I hope it's not been <laughs> too boring. Well, <laughs> good job. It kind of, you, you managed to keep me off the golf subject, which is quite good. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, it <laughs> I can get very boring about golf. <laughs> well, it's a true joy to talk to you, Richard. Take care, yes. and thank okay. you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, boy, that was a delight just to talk to him since I've known Richard for many, many years, and even before this show existed, so... Um, before the show goes off the air, I have a special announcement. Um, I just set up, so the schedule moved around a little bit. Um, we, um, I just happened to have a guest move off of tomorrow. We were going to have um, Steve, Steve Noble was going to be on the show again tomorrow night, but he's going to be on next Monday. Um, and I, the time escapes me at the moment, but go to FrontierBeyondFear.com to see that. I think it's either, it may be 1 o'clock p.m. or somewhere around there, Pacific. Um, but I can't remember the time, but he's going to be next Monday. But tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific, Baptiste Pop is coming on the show with Dean Schrock. And we are going to talk about some really exciting things that they're working on in the realm of manifesting from the heart and they've got a retreat coming up that they're doing together on the Oregon coast in the most beautiful place that um, really has to be one of the most beautiful places on earth, Yahats in Oregon, and they are going to talk about manifesting and just a little bit about um, previewing this retreat. And Baptiste, for those of you in the Portland, Oregon area, um, or the Pacific Northwest, and actually I know people listen to this show all over the place. Baptiste has been traveling all around with his film, The Power of the Heart, and he's coming back to Oregon in October, and we'll be doing a number of showings. Um, right now he's up in Canada. So for those of you listening in Canada, he may have other screenings, and he is going all around, and he invites you to invite him to do a screening. So so this will be very exciting um, tomorrow to have them both on and that for those of you listening in the archive is september 30th wednesday september 30th at 1 p.m pacific 4 p.m eastern i'll have them on um, and then coming up the rest of this week um, friday we will have a show not sure if i'll have one thursday may do a solo show that day i'm not sure but friday we'll have a show with christine green who's coming back from Sacred Heart Ministries in Portland, and I know many of you enjoy that. And she just came back from a pilgrimage to Italy. So we're going to talk all about that, and no doubt we'll talk about Pope Francis as well, and that'll be a really interesting show. And that's this Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 
So thank you again for being here, everyone. Um, FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place to learn about all the upcoming and archived episodes. Today's episode will be there soon. Take care, everyone, and thank you so much. Thank you.